District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to CFACT.org. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm thrilled to be joined by Natalie Strong of Elegant and Arm today on the podcast. I connected with Natalie at POMA a few weeks ago. She is one of our new members and she is really adamant about concealed carry. And she's one of many women who have decided to take up firearms and also conceal carry fashion and wear in the process. She's one of millions of women. She's done shooting sports for quite a while. And she has a very interesting blog that I think a lot of you listening, whether you're female or male, will take an interest in. And we're really excited to have her share her story. So Natalie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Gabriella. It's so great to be here. Absolutely. We connected, obviously, in Franklin, Tennessee at the POMA conference. I really loved getting to know your story. What prompted you to join our organization? Have you so far seen the benefits of it? You really liked the conference? Yes. Oh, it was a great conference. There was just something so unique about it um, that was different from other conferences I've been to. It just seemed uh, like such an intimate setting and so many friendships being made. It really is. It's like a little family. And especially because of COVID, I think everyone was appreciative of the fact that we could gather together with some relative normalcy and have some fun. And it's really exciting when we can see new members like yourself come on. And for the, for those listening who don't know what I'm referencing to, I'm also on the board of POMA. So I really love the fact that we have new members like Natalie coming in and joining our organization and contributing to it. But it it really is a fun conference and organization. And if you're an outdoor communicator of any stripe, I encourage you to join. Why don't you talk about what prompted you to start Elegant and Armed? What is it? And is it a lifestyle blog? What what can my listeners gather from your project? Oh, sure. So Elegant and Armed is a concealed carry self-protection lifestyle blog. Um, I talk about situational awareness, uh, concealed carry, and how to dress for that. Um, I go into sharing my experience with training. Um, there's a lot you can, can get, but it, it's a lifestyle blog um, that I started to share my journey with concealed carry and uh, just ended up, I don't know, adding adding a lot in there, basically the whole gamut of concealed carry and firearms. Yeah, you have like a eight-step process about firearms training, knowledge, carry, best holsters, protective wear. Your website is really cute. I love the aesthetic as a woman. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of women will really like it too. But you have a blog section, resource section, a shop contact information and where are you currently based? Because you you live somewhat in the city. So you're kind of what the profile of a new gun owner or a kind of emerging gun owner, kind of gun influencer. I hate to use that term, but I really think you're a good representation of an influencer, someone that should be followed for dispensing information, but you're in kind of an urban area of Ohio. A lot of women live in urban areas under are deciding to pick up firearms and also conceal carry options as well. So talk about how living in an urban area prompted you to take this hobby more seriously. Oh, yes, sure. So I am in Columbus, Ohio, um, very urban area. I was originally from a smaller town. um, And that's when I started conceal carrying, but I was still like in the, I wasn't in the country, I was in, in a town. And after I moved out of my parents' house and was on my own, a little while after college, I didn't have any roommates. My parents weren't there. My brother wasn't there anymore. And I just remember coming home to a dark house at night, uh, like in the winter months and feeling 
kind of vulnerable in a way that I've never felt before. And I realized, you know what, I'm the only one here. If something were to happen, I am my first line of protection. Like, it's just me. And I'm very aware of the fact that, um, you know, the police can't get there the moment something happens. You have to call them and wait. And a couple minutes could be a fast turnaround time, but it could be potentially much longer. So I just decided I wanted to be able to protect myself if I needed to. And um, it's funny, I actually already had my concealed carry permit um, because my my dad, he gave us the whole family a Christmas present and he made these coupons that said this, this coupon is good for one concealed carry class. So we went through the class together as a family and it was really fun um, just doing that as a family. Um, I thought this is really great information, safety information to have, but I probably won't ever really carry a gun. I'll just have the knowledge. So when I got to that point where I was coming home to the dark house and I was feeling kind of uneasy and vulnerable, I didn't even have to wait. I already had it and I could just start learning how to conceal carry, which was really nice. I'm glad that I didn't have to wait. Depending on what state you're in, the process could take a little while. Yes, it's important to know shall issue, may issue. I happen to live in a shall issue state for now. And like mm-hmm. you, I got my concealed carry permit. I think, when did I get it? I got it like six years ago. Give or take. I think I got mine around the same time as you, maybe a little sooner. Um, Cause I've had it. I just renewed it not too long ago. I think was it pre COVID. I forget. I've had it for like six, seven years now, but mm-hmm. I don't carry actively as much as I should. And also they just state uh, changed state preemption laws here in Virginia, which is really disconcerting to me, personally speaking. But in most places, unless otherwise posted, you still can carry even here close to Washington, D.C. in my corner of Virginia. But it is really important to know shall issue versus may issue. But a lot of places, surprisingly, you would be allowed to carry. I think people don't know that, um, but mm-hmm. it is important to, to know the rules. So how did you go about wanting to learn the process? And was it easy for you to get your permit? I think people misconstrue ease for obtaining a permit with lax consideration for safety. And I think that's a misnomer that should never go into people's kind of perceptions about this. I think it should be easy for people to obtain a permit. It shouldn't, you shouldn't have to prove anything beyond anything that's reasonable. Uh, You shouldn't have to prove that your life is in danger. You should be able to apply for a Mm -hmm. permit regardless of if your life is under threat or not. I was able to do it because I want to protect myself. I'm petite. I have the right Mm -hmm. to get a CHP. Some other states obviously don't require you. They have permitless carry in Virginia. We have open carry. And then we also have the permit process for concealed carry, which I'm okay with, whatever. It's it's all right. It's not bad. I, you know, it could be worse, but um, that's important to go into it. But but what led you to, in, in doing the process, to come away with it? Like, did you like the process? Do you hope others take up that process as well? Is that what you're trying to shed light on on the blog as well? Yes. Yes. I strongly believe as well, people have the right to protect themselves. Uh, You shouldn't have to prove, oh, this person is after me, so I should be able to protect myself. Um, Because by then, you know, that's, that's too late, (laughs) in my opinion. Um, But yes, I, I do want to share that going through the concealed carry class, you talk about the safety you learn. And it does not, I mean, it, it kind of scratches the surface for what you can learn, but it does give you a good solid start 
um, so that you can, you know, you can handle a firearm safely and be able to protect yourself. So um, going through the class and then applying for, you know, the actual paperwork. And fr from there, there's more to learn. There is. I highly recommend getting more training after going through the class. Amen. <laughs> um, but that is on each person, you know, deciding how much is enough uh, training for them. But honestly, it's been very fun for me, which is surprising. Growing up, I was never interested in firearms. I honestly, I thought it was a masculine hobby. Uh, I've since changed my mind about that. But uh, the more I learn about how to shoot well, the more I'm interested. I was actually just in a training um, a couple of weeks ago with Achilles Tactics and uh, I was out of my comfort zone. It was me and a group of men who, <laughs> who all looked very tactical, had the, the tactical um, holsters on the side of their uh, leg. And I got in there and I thought, wow, I really feel out of place. Me and my little uh, Kydex in waistband holster and then looking all tactical. But I thought, you know what? I am eager to learn. So I have every right to be here. And there's something to gain from this training. And there absolutely was. I learned so much. It was really fun. Those tactical oh. trainings are a lot of fun too. And upon like first examination, you think they're intimidating because I've been in a similar situation. I don't train as much as I'd like to. I've trained more in recent years than I have when I first started my journey. And mm -hmm. I think, I mean, it is perceived as a masculine hobby, but in most of my experiences, I've been nothing but welcomed by the guys. They're like, Oh, this is so great. Like there's only a handful that have been jerks because they're like, well, you're not doing something like they nitpick at like something and they don't offer to help you, but most of them do. And they'll be like, Hey, why don't you correct your, uh, why did you correct your stance? Why don't you correct your positioning of, of holding the firearm? Make sure that your grip is not too loose, things of that sort. So like there are so many out there instructors and otherwise who want to help you. They're not going to judge you. You'll encounter a few mean spirited people along the way. Cause they just have no <laughs> patience and they shouldn't be teaching and coaching people about gun safety measures and gun gun protocol whatsoever. But I would say largely, especially with the, I would say the unprecedented number of women taking up firearms. What is it last year? I think half of the 8.4 million new gun owners were women. So they can't be hostile to women, <laughs> even if they were thinking of being hostile to women. And I think they're really excited because I bet many of those instructors, they have wives, they have girlfriends, they have daughters who love firearms and are interested in protecting themselves and getting concealed carry permits. So I think that is starting to be a very minority opinion. So any woman listening and thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to be encountering this kind of shaming. No, you're not. Unless you, yeah. unless you don't strike luck with having a bad instructor, but most of them are super welcoming. They're going to help you and they're going to help you navigate the process. And they'll encourage beyond your qualifying test to mm -hmm. get additional training. And that's extremely important. It sometimes can be costly, but you'll be surprised that so many people, if you befriend people along the chain of your training, you'll be able to actually have a lot of people take you to the range no charger, just cost of like minimal things like bullets, maybe targets, things of that sort. So you'll be surprised how many people will take you under their wing and you don't have to worry about all these kind of exorbitant costs, especially if it's a private range or if it's on someone's property and you're shooting different mm -hmm. targets on a long range uh, type of setting. I, oh, I agree. And if there's, if you ever have um, 
if you feel intimidated about going into a training or the range or these types of situations, I would encourage you just to push past it because you'll see the, the gun community is a very welcoming group, very yes. friendly. I've had so many um, good experiences. Yes, I have had um, too. And I think a lot of women have as well. I haven't seen any any overt bad cases, but you're always going to find bad instructors they don't represent the whole industry writ large whatsoever so for those thinking like oh my god we're ragging on all men no 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 no. we're just ragging on the very small minority who are thankfully a diminishing force but most most male instructors are super welcoming and there's actually a rise in female instructors too Mm -hmm. i've had good experiences with both i don't care to be with women instructors i care to be with the best regardless of their gender and Mm -hmm. i've had great i sometimes think sometimes you're like okay maybe female instructors could be good i had someone a really great competitive shooter, but she had, her husband was killed in the line of duty. He was a cop and she's kind of retired from training and also competitive shooting. It's, it was just really horrific. So I understand her taking time just to focus on her family, but she was one of my favorite instructors ever for the DC project, which is a great group of women representing women all across the 50 States. They go and petition lawmakers to support second amendment issues and uh, bills. And she was one of my favorite instructors. I've a, I've had great male instructors too, but she was someone who just took things really calmly. And sometimes it is a little easier to work with other women. So it depends on the situation, your mood, what you're feeling, but both instructors, male and female are great. And we'll see more female instructors, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I would not be surprised by that at all. Um, in fact, I actually recently got certified to be an NRA did you instructor? Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm so excited. I, um, I took some friends to the range a while back and they had never been to the shooting range. They'd never shot a gun. And I just walked them through it step-by-step showed them how it could be easy. They can hit the target. And it was, it was just so fun and rewarding to me that by the end of our trip to the range, they were hitting the target and they were enjoying it. They were having fun and they weren't intimidated anymore. And I just love that. Amazing. That is awesome. Good for you. When do you begin taking people under your wing as an instructor? Which range will you be doing it at? That's a great question. This is very new. Um, I need to get that all figured out. Um, so I can start, start taking some local people to the range. Um, so still in the process for, of that. That's Awesome. Good for you. And I think there are going to be more women joining your ranks as well with respect to that. And let's see what else. Is there anything? So you do some reviews. What have been some of your favorite products and what would you recommend women to get in terms of concealed carry options? For me, I think I told you this when we sat down and spoke at length about your background, my background, you know, getting to know each other. I have struggled to find a very good holster, one that's not bulky. I know there's actually really good options for like a not subterranean pant or short, but it's like a short you can wear underneath like a dress and it's super comfortable and you can place the firearm like against your thigh and it's pretty comfortable, pretty easy to deploy if necessary. But what are some of your favorite concealed carry options? What do you recommend for women, especially to consider generally speaking? I know every woman has their own preference. Not everything's going to be foolproof, but I think there's some basics that we can take away in terms of like the best holsters, the best type of materials to, to use to supplement carry options if a holster is not the most preferred option? Oh, yes, absolutely. So, okay, I recently um, put together a capsule wardrobe for concealed carry. And um, 
if people aren't familiar with the capsule wardrobe, it's a small collection of clothing items that are typically higher quality and will last a longer time. Um, you pick them out in a color scheme that you can mix and match a lot of the items. So it basically just simplifies your closet, simplifies getting ready in the morning, kind of more of a minimalistic approach to dressing. And the reason I did that was when I'm getting ready in the morning and I want to find an outfit that I can conceal my gun with, sometimes it's, it just takes too long. It's like, oh, this, this isn't concealing quite right. So I wanted to have clothing that I knew for sure, no matter what combination I pick out, there will always be a way to conceal my firearm. So um, the holsters that I'm using right now for that are, first of all, it's a Kydex holster with a fabric clip on it. And that, that requires, um, well, you just clip it right to your pants. You don't have to wear a belt if you don't want to. Um, but that is for my jeans and shorts. And then for dresses, I'm using the Dean Adams Concealed Carry Thigh Holster Shorts. Um, that's kind of like the one you described where the gun goes on the inside of the thigh, works with all types of dresses, even pencil skirts. And then lastly, I decided to carry two concealed carry purses. So these are my backups. Um, and this, it has, it's a purse with a holster right inside in a pocket that is away from everything else in the bag. That way, nothing in your purse can work its way into the trigger and, and pull pull it or make the gun shoot. Um, I use those like when, when I go into the dressing room and I'm trying on different clothes. I have that nice safe place to, to pocket my gun. Um, sometimes if I'm transporting the firearm, a concealed carry purse is nice. Um, but I actually, I, I sell concealed carry purses on my online store. One of them in particular, I'm very excited about. Um, I did a collaboration with Chameleon Bags to design this concealed carry purse. And um, it's actually called the Natalie. Oh. Um, yes. So they uh, they wanted ideas for what to name it. And I gave them some ideas and they're like, well, how about we call it the Natalie? And they kind of insisted. I was like, it's kind of funny to name a purse after me, but but they pretty much named it. And I'm just loving this bag, honestly. That's awesome. I've heard mixed reviews about bags for concealed carry options. How do you refute the criticisms criticisms behind it? I know some people are like, oh no, bags, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. It makes you more vulnerable. <laughs> but can you make the case for getting a bag? Sure. So I do prefer to carry on my body um, in my Kydex holster or my shorts, but the bags have come in so handy for me. I think on that off day when your outfit doesn't allow you to carry on your body, or maybe it's a fancy evening out, maybe the dress is just too tight, whatever it is, as a backup holster, I think it's great to have. If the alternative is that you just don't bring your gun, I would say it's better to have a purse. And when people, when women use concealed carry bags, I think it's just important for them to understand there are more risks that come with it. Um, for example, if someone were to take your bag, they now have your gun and your wallet, um, your address. Those are things that you don't want them to have, combination you don't want them to have. Um, 
but if as long as women are aware of the extra risk of that, I think that you can work past it. Um, always keeping the bag on you. It's important to practice your draw as well because it can be a little more time consuming to draw your um, gun from a purse versus when it's right there on your on your hip or your appendix. Um, so yes, I do think there are added risks that come with the bag, but I also think that the bag has its place, if that makes sense. Totally understandable. I am still kind of kind of agnostic on that because I don't carry as much as I'd like to, admittedly. And I don't think it's anyone business, anyone's business if I carry or not and the frequency with which I carry. But I've had friends tell me like, you need to carry more. And it's like, okay, I promise I will, guys. That's good to know. I, know, I think there are a multitude of options. And I think there's not a one-size-fits-all approach with respect to this. You have to go with what's comfortable, what is convenient for you, and what you think would be most effective and make you least susceptible to attack, let's say, or um, make it easier for you to have to draw your gun in the event, God forbid, you have to defend your life. Mm-hmm. And I did a video on my YouTube channel about, um, well, I carried in various types of dresses. I had heels on in the range there. And one of the um, holsters I used was a concealed carry purse. And we set up these um, targets and kind of ran through the course. So I had to run from one location to the next, shoot a few targets and then run and then shoot and um I had a mag- magazine change in there as well. So I documented what it was like to do that with a thigh holster, an ankle holster, and a concealed carry purse. Um, it, was, it was very interesting. I came to the conclusion that if I'm using a concealed carry purse, I don't want to carry my extra magazine in the bag because it was too f- hard to find it um, when I was in a rush. I would carry the magazine on my person probably, but... Um, still have the gun in the bag. So I think as long as, like you said, it depends on your lifestyle and what works for you. Um, But as long as you're practicing your draw and understanding like intimately how to get that gun out of there, then I think that's what matters. Well said. Is there any other tip you'd like to add regarding concealed carry options? Any tips for people to navigate when they're taking the steps Do you prefer Mm -hmm. also in-person training versus online training? And actually it's really crazy. So in Virginia, they eliminated the online training option, which I think is kind of dangerous in my opinion. However, Mm -hmm. I took the in-person training when I qualified for my CHP, but I think in the event of emergencies, that option should be made available. But regardless if someone, a woman especially chooses to do the online course or the in-person course, what tips do you have for, for people wanting to do that. Obviously they have to research whether they're a shall or may issue state. Uh, mm-hmm. They have to see what their local laws are and they have to be made aware of how you can transport your firearm too, if you're concealed carrying as well, knowing different rules. Mm-hmm. So it, it is challenging to know where the law stands, how you can carry, which is kind of silly, but you do want to be law abiding, of course, when there are different rules handed down. Although as long as they're not draconian, <laughs> we can be reasonable, you know, following the rules, but Uh, What has been your kind of process for absorbing all the different laws? How have you gone about your research and what can people do to research their own different carry laws in their states? Sure, sure. Well, on my concealed carry roadmap, and that's the eight step process that you were mentioning earlier, I think um, that kind of walks people through the process. Honestly, 
I recommend, if at all possible, that you take a visit to the range um, before taking your concealed carry class, just so you can start to hear some of that jargon. Um, you can start to see how the gun works, the different parts of it. You just get a very simple base layer before you go into your class. And I just think you'll absorb a lot more of the class information if you have something to remember. Um, then in the class, well, af after you take the class and you're, you're getting more information, you can ask questions in the class. But honestly, the law portion, at least in Ohio, was a very small portion of the class. And after that, it was a lot of Googling, um, getting on the Ohio website and just researching. So I recommend easing into carrying and maybe just carrying. Like when, when I first started, I thought, okay, I'm going to practice carrying this to the grocery store. And I did not wear it the whole day. I just took it to the grocery store, practiced carrying, researched, can I take it here? And then went home. So every time I ventured out to kind of expand my territory, I just did a little more research. Like, can I take this here? Um, and it just grew and grew. Um, okay, one moment here. I'm trying to think of what the Ohio website is called, where I got that information. Probably from your county, the state overall. Usually that's how they disseminate the rules. So it's pretty easy. You go to your county and it'll tell you like, here are the necessary steps to get your concealed carry. Here are the current laws in place to be aware of. You can find in your state website, like code of conduct, in a sense, like uh, in essence, the different, the different rules that they have there, like your, your state law will have or like your state, not criminal code. I'm trying to think um, your state, every state out there has. The, the, yes. The attorney general's office. Site. Yes. Yes. Um, Right. I just recommend going to your attorney general's website and reading through it. And honestly, I've had to read through it many times um, because sometimes it can be very detailed and maybe you come across a situation that you're just not sure. Um, maybe you're going to a restaurant and it has a bar and you want to find out, is it legal for me to carry in there if I'm not drinking, but there is a bar in the restaurant? And just just little situations like that, double checking what your state says before you go and do them. Very simply put, yes. And let's see, is there anything else you want to add before sending people to your social media accounts, your YouTube channel? Anything else like parting thoughts you want to add? You have the right to self-protection. And I just want to encourage women that there is something you can do to be a little safer, whether it's concealed carry, pepper spray, situational awareness, whatever it is. And I just encourage you to do something uh, to be a little safer. I think we're going to continue to see more women taking up concealed carry. It's a wonderful thing. It's true women's empowerment, I may add. And I think it is so encouraging that women like yourself are putting yourselves out there, offering educational resources, being a source of inspiration, especially when living in a city, especially as more women in the city start to look into self-protective means like firearms. So Natalie, where can people connect with you, follow any of your videos and musings? Sure, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and my blog, um, elegantandarmed.com. 
And I would like to offer a free download for your listeners. Go ahead. Yes. Okay. This is a concealed carry checklist, everything you need before leaving the house. And you can find this download at www.elegantandarm.com forward slash checklist. Very cool. I will put that into the show notes. Natalie, this has been so fun to catch up with you. Have my listeners learn more about your efforts. And I encourage everyone to connect with Natalie on those listed social media outlets. Thank you again so much for coming on. And I wish you tremendous success in your blog and your efforts. And I hope to see you sometime before Montana's conference next year. Sounds great. Thanks, Gabriella. Thank you for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you're following us on your preferred podcast player. We like to recommend Apple Podcasts because Apple is where most of our listenership hails from. So if you head over to Apple, subscribe, comb through some episodes and leave us reviews, we'd be more than appreciative of your support in that manner. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat nor a guest announcement. And you can connect with me personally on my social media feeds, all of the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram links that I have are all denoted by blue check marks. Really easy to find me. So engage with me there. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to recommend yourself for the show as a prospective guest, I'm all ears to hear and sift through different inquiries. Stay tuned for the next episode. Appreciate you listening.